Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. We're almost through the second month of this year. But that doesn't mean that you should forget about those New Year's resolutions, your new goals, especially your skincare goals. Small, easy changes in your routine can have amazing results. And your secret weapon should be Dime Beauty. I've been using this stuff. Look at me. Look at my face, Pace Case. You're glowing. How young do I look? Tell me. Tell me the number. That's a Pace Case glow. You look like a little baby. Thank you. That's the look I'm going for. And uh, I put this stuff on at night. <laughs> dimes eye cream and then they have a, a dewy day cream that i also use and this is the result i i've literally never used a moisturizer before mm -hmm. i've always had oily skin but now it's getting to that time and i made one of my new year's resolutions to be to do my skincare routine and i'm using the dewy day cream in the morning i keep it on the left using the restorative night cream i keep it on the right it's Bam, bam, boom. I know which one to use. And now my face is moisturized all the time and it's so nice. You look like a baby as well. Thank you. I was waiting for it. <laughs> <laughs> a little slow. <laughs> but uh, this takes the guesswork out of the routine. So uh, this is part of the work system, the two moisturizers. There's also a sold out retinol alternative, the TBT cream. Uh, I can't wait to try that one as well. Dime has over 2 million happy customers and their product reviews are literally all five stars. This year, love your skin again. Go to dimebeautyco.com now and unlock your discount. That's dimebeautyco.com. It's the Game of Roses. Welcome to the Game of Roses. This, this is, is the Game, game of, of Roses. Welcome to Game of Roses. This is Pace Case. This is Bachelor Clues. We hope everyone out there had a great Thanksgiving. And now we're back with some Digging Deeper clips. We know we did. Absolutely. I had the best Thanksgiving of my life in Oklahoma. No offense to anyone who lives in Oklahoma. Uh, we have for you today oh <laughs> some very delicious clips on this Monday. We have clips from Bachelor Happy Hour with guest Rachel Recchia. 
And we have then a Vial heavy program today. We've got clips from Vial Files with Wells Adams. We've got clips from Vial Files with Susie Evans. We've got clips of Nick Vial on Howie Mandel does stuff talking about us. That's correct. The great one went on Howie Mandel's podcast uh, a couple weeks ago. And how and it was a podcast that I've been on with my friend Will for another podcast that I do called Dudesy. Howie Mandel played him a clip of my appearance talking about him during his appearance. So we have clips of the great one being forced to acknowledge Game of Roses, which is fascinating. And if you're on our Patreon, then you know I've already done an entire reaction video to Viel's appearance on this. So these clips come mm-hmm. from that uh that video that I did a reaction to. But uh, if you're not on our Patreon, check it out. It's all there now. That was your live reaction. Now you've had time to think yeah, about the great acknowledgement. That's correct. Perspective. Yes, this is now <laughs> a much more thoughtful take on the great acknowledgement and the two clips that you're going to hear from it. And then we're going to round out today's program with a clip from Not Skinny, Not Fat with guest TC, a.k.a. Tyler Cameron, a.k.a. the shining star of World Sassiest Soldier uh, Season 2. And this clip is, how should I even put this? It's a clip about the beast, and it's a definite contract violation. So you're going to want to stick around to the end of this one for that. But let's dive in. Are you ready, Pace Case? Yes. I'm ready for my third Thanksgiving sour grapes. (laughs) (laughs) This is... Digging Deeper. All right, here we go. Clip number one. This comes to us from Bachelor Happy Hour. The guest was, of course, Rachel Reckia. This is from November 20th. In this first clip, Grocery asks Reckia if she thinks she got favorable treatment because she was the Bachelorette. Her answer may surprise you. Here we go. Do you think you were treated differently because you were the former Bachelorette amongst everyone on the beach? No? Not okay. at all. I think even just looking at the other Bachelorettes coming down, I was always treated as like just you know, as part of the cast. I don't feel like there was ever a hierarchy on okay. the, the beach. This is just sad to me. Yeah. Absolutely sad. Because you think back to Kufrin. Special treatment there? Oh, yes, most certainly. She was given fucking internet access to do research on Thomas Jacobs while she was on the fucking beach. And a date card coming in. Date card coming in. <laughs> Rekia was there from day one. Never got a date card. She hasn't gotten a date card the whole time. She's gone on a few dates with other people who have date cards. She has not gotten a date card. Not only has she not gotten favorable treatment, she's gotten terrible treatment. She's gotten detrimental treatment. They've treated her like shit from day one. And she, again, you know, we, we've said this a million times on the show. She's a fantastic player. Her chemistry play, I think, is maybe the best we've seen since Courtney Robertson. What she was able to do to uh, Clayton Eckerd in her season. Obviously, we were watching her on Paradise Now. Even what she was able to do as a lead. And they just don't treat her like she's at the level of these other bachelorettes, in my opinion. Do you sense that tone in this response? Like a little bit of sadness? Yes. Of like, I should have been treated differently? Absolutely. When they made her go to Dancing with the Stars and sit in the fucking audience watching Gabby Wendy dance... You could see it in her face then. It's like, God damn it. They're making me show up and do this. It's like, why am I not out there? And she'll never be given that opportunity. The Bachelorette's on both ends of her. Uh, Gabby Wendy in her season, 19, 
And then you had season 20, Charity Lawson, both on Dancing with the Stars. She didn't get shit. Didn't get shit. Yeah. It's unbelievable yeah. how badly they've treated her. And I think you can hear it in her voice here, too. No, I was just treated like any one of the other cast members. And then she has to watch Charity. Yeah, it was great. Never a hierarchy on the beach. Except there is a hierarchy. <laughs> She's the only crown there who is treated like shit. Three other crowns show up to do their guest appearances. Charity Lawson, Katie Thurston, the Sand Beast, Hannah Brown. They're all there to do their little dates. And they're treated like... Uh, not members of the cast. They're more like guest stars, you know? They come in, mm -hmm. they get a little bit of special treatment, they stay for a day, they do their thing. Recky has got to fucking sit there and just grind out a goddamn season of these dipshit guys <laughs> trying to hand mm -hmm. her roses and all this stuff and Braden fucking dropping the ball. It's just terrible what they've done to her. Yeah, like they should have engineered a, a romance story for her. Yeah. It's absurd that they're, she's not part of a of a couple that is lasting. I agree. This season is produced very badly. We have openly discussed that. And if you stick around until the main course, some of those vile files, <laughs> you're going to hear a very interesting take from the great one on that exact topic. The bad producing of Bachelor in Paradise season nine. I can't believe he said some of the shit that he said. And But we will get to that. I feel like there is a clear hierarchy on the beach. They make fun of the night one players. They're like, who's that? Yeah. When they're playing like a, the recap reel to remind you who somebody is. And the only thing they give you is a still frame with a red arrow pointing to someone's face in the background of whatever the mm -hmm. shot is. It's like, that's a hierarchy. The producers uh, maintain the hierarchy. They're the ones who create it and force you into whatever role you are given. When PP is giving his ITMs and his Chiron says, the only narrator we could get, that's a hierarchy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, speaking of hierarchy, let's move on to this next clip here. This one comes with a note from the Dark Seeker who compiles all these for us. Dark Seeker's note is, this comment comes from Joe at the end of a long interview where Rachel answers all of their questions. Okay, so keep that in mind. She's been peppered with these questions. And then at the very end of it, Grocery attempts to make this joke about Rachel rambling on for too long and then must explain that it's a joke, which means it's a bad joke. Here we go. <laughs> so we'll then have to wait and find out if Jordan V gets your rose or Tanner. Mm -hmm. My bet is on Tanner. Really? Yeah. I a After listening to Rachel fucking ramble and confuse the fuck out of me at this point, <laughs> I actually think it's Jordan V. Well, well, oh, she can't tell. We'll she can't see. We'll see. Okay. We'll see. Uh, and I'm joking when I say ramble. I mean that in like a nice way, even though <laughs> I don't know how that came across. Um, I should never do a roast. <laughs> <laughs> Just digging himself in deeper. <laughs> like grocery. Into this hole. When I say rambling, I don't mean like you're a total piece of shit, which you are. <laughs> I mean, think back to the days when Bachelor Happy Hour was Kufrin and Rachel Lindsay talking about race relations in America. And now we've got this. This is yeah. how far that show has fallen. I feel like this is the happy hour we deserve. No, this is not. This is the happy hour no one asked for or deserves or wanted or is even <laughs> surprised to get once a year. This can't continue. Uh, if any of the producers of Happy Hour listening, this can't continue. I get it. They're a success story from Bachelor in Paradise. Grocery should be on a clickbait. You do need two 
uh, Bachelor Nation, official Bachelor Nation podcast, in my opinion. You do need two. You need the serious one, which is happy hour, where you're asking kind of serious interview questions. Yes, you can have fun on that show too, but it's treated with a little bit more uh, an air of authority that this is like the official Bachelor Nation podcast of record. Then you need a clickbait. That's the more fun off the cuff one where you put personalities like grocery. You had him in the right place. You should have kept him there. Instead, you promoted him to the big leagues. And I got news for you. He can't hang in the big leagues. You're hearing it in clips like this. I don't know what you're talking about. I think this monologue is gold. You know, that was a joke. Can't people take a joke these days? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I should never do a roast. Yeah. That's what you love to hear stand-up comedians do when you're at like a bad stand-up show and they're like, come on, people. Uh, it's a joke. It's okay to laugh. That's my uh, favorite thing to ever see at a stand-up comedy show. A comedian when they're like, this killed in Irvine. Oh, low blow. If you know, you know. Uh, <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> a joke just for Chad. Yeah. For me and like the 20 people that were in that room that night. Uh, for Jamie Kennedy. All right, let's move on. Now we are beyond our appetizer. We are heading into that main course with some of those vile files. We have five clips from vile files, November 14 with guest Wells Adams. This is the great one and the master of bachelor in paradise. The man who created it, the man who controls the entire show, at least in his own mind, Wells Adams. Creator of the truth box. <laughs> God, I'm sorry, guardian of the truth box, not creator. <laughs> creator, guardian, purveyor, all of it. My uh, Thanksgiving had a truth box element to it, which I will be Stop. explaining in my uh, screams from the pit uh, this week. No. So tune into that. <laughs> because I saw some photos that I thought were going to be your scream, but <laughs> I mean, no, the photos were whatever obligatory. Um, no, we d my family, my mom essentially initiated a truth box. I will tell you all about it in Screams from the Pit later oh this week. So be sure not to miss that. But in this first clip, Wells <laughs> Adams is attempting to defend his comments about no such thing as a bad edit with some circular logic that actually ends up defining a bad edit, in my opinion. Here we Clues. I quit bras during the pandemic. I said, no more. They're not comfortable. I'm being comfy as a lifestyle um, and I couldn't picture a bra that would exist that I would want to wear, but today's sponsor, Honey Love has revolutionized the bra game. They don't have underwire. They don't have bulky fabrics and they are so soft, basically feels like a second skin, which is the only type of bra I will be wearing in the year of our gore 2024. Mm -hmm. I got the crossover bra, the black runway one it has this cute like mesh that adds peekaboo mesh that adds this very sexy touch so it's like doesn't look like it's you know a comfortable bra but it is and i guess i'm a bra person again it turns out well congrats pace case i know it's a big step for you right mm -hmm. now you can treat yourself to the best bras on the market and save 20 percent off at honeylove.com slash roses use that exclusive link to get 20 percent off honeylove.com slash roses. After you purchase, they're going to ask you where you heard about them. Please support Game of Roses and tell them we sent you. Treat yourself to Honey Love because you deserve it. Have you ever experienced a dry, itchy scalp or wondered why your color isn't lasting as long as your hairdresser promised? I always am. 
Well, unfiltered, mineral-filled water could be the reason why. Did you know hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin? And that about 85% of the U.S. uses hard water filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine. That's where Canopy's new filtered showerhead comes in. Canopy, known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, has revolutionized the filtered showerhead. Dermatologists recommended this unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water, leaving you with healthy hair and glowing skin. Best of all, the Canopy filtered showerhead is hassle-free. Installation is a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement unlike any others on the market. Go to canopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, everybody listening to Game of Roses can use the code ROSES at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry, your hair and skin will thank you. Clues, I gotta be honest, I didn't know much about wine until we got First Leaf as a sponsor. And this is a wine club. Love to be in a club. They have amazing wines and exclusive perks. This is First Leaf membership. I filled out the quiz. I answered these questions. They sent me the things that were tailor suited to me, including the Dita Akello 2022 mm. Shiraz Rosé from Southeastern Australia. Shiraz. Rosé all day, baby. It's one of my favorite types of wine. When you're celebrating, you know, February, the month of love, I love to have it. It'll be even better for springtime. Rosé is the color of spring, I always say. But I'm thankful to First Leaf that I got to try it. With First Leaf, you get to choose when you want your box delivered and how often you get new assortments of wine. You get to be part of that wine club Pace Case was talking about, which is going to give you access to their incredibly helpful wine concierge. So if you want wine pairing advice, you want to talk about the wines you're getting in your box, you can always talk to one of their experts. Plus, you get that member exclusive pricing on every order. Join the club today and discover new wines you'll love with First Leaf. Go to tryfirstleaf.com slash roses to get your first box. That's T-R-Y-F-I-R-S-T-L-E-A-F dot com slash roses. Tryfirstleaf.com slash roses. You go. You said, I don't think maybe on a podcast or maybe your podcast. On Hannah Brown's Hannah podcast. Hannah Brown's podcast. Yeah. That there's no such thing as a bad edit. I said I don't really believe in that. What does um, that mean? Okay, it, we were really talking about, like, who should go on the show and who shouldn't go on the show. And I, what I was talking about was I think that you really shouldn't go on a show like that if you don't really know who you are. Like, if you're not super comfortable with, like, who you are as a person. Um, because what I what I tend to find is when someone doesn't really know who they are or they haven't like kind of like emotionally evolved or matured to like be really comfortable with who they are when they go on a show like that they get really scared about how they're going to look so they start pretending to be the thing that they think they're supposed to be and then that just comes across as like super inauthentic and i think the american public has been watching so much reality tv over the years that they can smell that out from a mile away and then that comes across as villainous cuz they're not being 
uh, true to themselves. That was kind of what I was saying about it. I mean, yes, of course, you can Frankenbite uh, a sound a sound clip to make it seem like someone said something, or they can take a clip of like you getting up and looking like you're leaving in anger, but really you were going to the bathroom or something like that. Like I, I totally get that, but the like creating a villain out of nothing is, I think, a really hard thing to do because at the end of the day, you you do need to have the the video physical evidence of it happened. This is crazy to me. He says, no such thing as a bad edit. It's what he said on Hannah Brown's podcast. You got Vial now kind of coming at him. Vial has said similar things, but Vial here is is taking this opportunity to position himself as the person on the right side of the no such thing as a bad edit comment by Wells Adams. I know. I'm like, interesting. Yeah. Well, he does some more of that as we, as we continue down the road with these Vial clips, but by the end of this, Wells Adams is literally defining what a bad edit is. He's saying, well, yeah, of course they could break and bite you all the, you know, sometimes and they could put, take a clip of you, you know, sit down and make it seem like you're trying to run away from somebody. But, you know, <laughs> that's a bad edit. When they take things out of context or they create things out of nothing, uh, out of uh, syllables sometimes of shit that you said in a whole other ITM or whatever, that's literally a bad edit. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. When they... She's talking man for money, you know? Like, when someone is doing an impression <laughs> yes. and you make it like they are spreading a rumor. Like, I mean, and even, you see it even with Kat, who is obviously giving villainous footage. Yes. In total. Like, that 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 seems clear. But they're still repeating the, the little Frankenbitten mm. line, like, I don't really care. And they're just putting that on everything. Yeah. And then they're focusing on her hair twirls. You know, they're just like, they're only showing these parts of her that are just like, I don't know. And not to mention, there, there's a part of this bad edit thing that Wells doesn't get. And Vial brings it up in, a, in one of these other clips a little bit later in this conversation. But also part of the bad edit is choosing to include those things in the edit at all. If they want to get rid of all of that cat shit, and give her a hero mm-hmm. edit, they can do that. We, we know that this has happened like uh, a good example of it. One that I always hold in the back of my mind anyway is Rachel Lindsay getting into a fight mm-hmm. with Vanessa Grimaldi in season 21 of Bachelor that was completely omitted because they knew she was going to be their bachelorette and they didn't want to have that bad footage of her. So they just didn't put it in the show. And that's a good edit. So there is this idea that if you're not getting a good edit, you can be getting the bad edit. And if they want to not use any of the bad edit footage, they don't have to. They can give you a good edit. So even the choice to just include your bad stuff, whether they frank and bite you or not or shoot you out of context or not, just the choice to mm-hmm. include it is a bad edit in and of itself. Yeah. And I mean, in that Brittany Galvin example, she didn't do anything villainous on screen. She still got a bad edit because there's a rumor spread about her. So totally. Because then the rumor becomes maybe true. And now, oh my God, there's this woman who's entertaining men for money and she's in the player pool. Well, that's got to be for the wrong reasons, right? And now she's a villain too through completely fabricated idea. And any job she ever applies to, the person is going to have to investigate, Is the, was this person actually a sex worker? Exactly. Exactly. Uh, as Katie Thurston said in her brilliant, ambiguous title that season, <laughs> there is a rumor going around that could ruin someone's life. God, that was such a brilliant title. Mm-hmm. Anyway, 
Let's move on. We have another clip here from the Vial Files. This is from the same episode with Wells Adams. In this clip, Vial doesn't let the issue rest. Hmm. He presses the issue, citing Thomas Jacobs as evidence of a villain being created from thin air. I don't know where Vial is getting this new Vial, but I'm liking it. Let's, <laughs> let's take a listen. You think it's hard for the show to create a villain out of nothing? Yeah, like it's... Have you met Thomas? Becca? Yeah, yeah, of course. And I, and I loved him. Yeah. And yeah, he... He was but, called but, but a here's, narcissist. For sure. But here's he was the thing. called a terrible person. But he did say that stuff about like, um, he I, said, I, thought about, I thought about that I could become The Bachelor next. Which... He got asked a question totally. by his castmates, and it was positioned and framed in a way that made him come across with the help of music <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> to make it seem like his intentions were to become The Bachelor, not to date Katie. He, he said something that he shouldn't have said, even though maybe everyone's thinking... No, that. I get all that, but... So, but that's the thing, like, yeah, of course, like, with, I guess, sound and, like, ed- editing around things, but he did say that thing, and then people were able to jump on that. And so uh, that's what I'm saying is like it wasn't that they were able to like Frankenbite some audio of him saying that, but he never actually said it. And that was the genesis of his like villain edit was that he was there for the wrong reasons because really he wanted to become The Bachelor. Yeah, but which was just factually untrue. And yeah. the show made it seem like that was true, which is like the point of it. Like that that's a bad edit. Dang, Wells is going hard in the paint. Well, he did actually say that line. Yeah. But also, like, there's so many levels to this. The first one is, like, thinking that you could possibly be The Bachelor, that that is a possibility after being in the player pool, like, in your rookie season on A Bachelorette. Thinking that is such a crime in this game that it it warrants a villain edit or, or that that is a villainous play. That alone, just at, like, premise level, I think is wrong. I know that it's correct in the context of the game. Even though we know that some seasons they have a social media person say, one of you will, might be the next Bachelor. Yes, exactly. They plant that idea, and I'm sure that the producers helped. Yes, it was a cast member who asked him that, but I'm sure the producers helped fuel that in an ITM. They, I don't remember who asked him that specifically, but they probably told that player, go out there and ask him if he's thought about being in the bachelor because they heard him saying it in his itm they've orchestrated most of this you know uh but then we start to descend into these levels so then wells adams is saying well he did say that and that is a villain if you are thinking about being the bachelor you are a villain then vial swoops in and is like yeah but that's a bad edit because it's factually untrue i don't again this is a new vial i ain't ever seen this vial this is definitely a sauce wars vial there's no sour grapes here (laughs) Andy Dorfman took things from him. Um, There's no uh, sour grapes. There's no when I was the bachelor here. This is just a factual, unrelenting, not letting Wells Adams off the hook for this comment he made about there not being a no such thing as a bad edit that he said on um, the Beast podcast. I like it. I love it, too. Unfortunately, he will shift back to the great one we know and love by the end of this Digging Deeper. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's it's, <laughs> whatever episode it is, he's got to do a different one. He's got to be devil's advocate of whoever the guest is. Yes. I think that this is fascinating and like kind of shows you a, the mind of a producer. Yeah. <laughs> of just like, oh, yeah, well, I mean... He did give him that footage. He did give him that one line when it's like you could have and like literally it's impossible. You'd have to say zero words. And even then you'd probably still get a villain edit on the show. Like they can't 
there's no way to never say a single sentence that can't be taken out of context. Correct. This is why I am a huge advocate for my nuclear fool strategy. You go into the situation claiming to not even know it was a TV show, that your sister, your friend, whoever signed you up for it said, this is a great way to meet your soulmate. You just thought it was a weird dating thing where 30 people date one woman and you are in for it. Then you show up surprised that there are TV cameras, surprised at what a group date is or a one-on-one knowing nothing about the game strategy. Then when you're asked, have you thought about being the bachelor? You say, what's that? And you make that person explain to you that there is a counter show to the bachelorette where it's one man dating 30 women and your mind is blown. Of course, I've never thought about that. I didn't even know that was a show. That's how you get out of it. That's the strategy here. Perfect (laughs) strategy. You claim ignorance. Yeah. Wait, what's television again? You're telling me they can broadcast images over the airwaves? All right. Uh, let's move on here. We have, uh, we've come midpoint to this file files with Gus Wells Adams in this next clip, the great one and Wells dig even deeper into the subject of good and bad edits and the nature of players blaming producers for their edits if they feel slighted. And this is where we start to see the great one peeking his head back out from the tea cellar, getting into those sour grapes a little bit. Uh, I think you're really going to enjoy this clip. Here we go. If you want to hear this clip and the rest of these clips, and believe me, you do, especially the Howie Mandel, Nick Vial, great acknowledgement clips. If you haven't already heard those, uh, you're just going to go to patreon.com slash Game of Roses. Join us here deep in the bottom of the pit. Get access to the rest of this episode, all of our Digging Deepers, our live show that we do half an hour before game time every week, all the Pace Case Palapas, all the Clues Corners, all the Dark Seekers Dungeons. Ad-free episodes. Literally anything you could imagine. I believe until, uh, I think it's until December 1st, you can also get a code on our Patreon that gives you $10 off our entire Etsy store, which includes the 2023 Gornament, aka Gore Holiday Ornament, which includes the When I Was a Bachelor Sour Grapes t-shirt that we now got in there. It includes a wide variety of things. There's a bunch of stuff. $10 Mm -hmm. off. Anything you could want. You can't beat it. I mean, just try it out, you know? Get your government, try out the Patreon for a month. I guarantee you'll love it. Well, you can't argue with a guarantee like that. So we hope to see you in the bottom of the pit very soon. It's the pit, you can get it in. Dig around in all this content. It's the pit, come on, admit. You want to eat up all these tasty tidbits. It's the pit, there's room enough to Everyone who wants to come in It's the pit, you can get it in And dig around in all this content It's the pit, come on, admit You wanna eat up all these tasty tidbits It's the pit, there's room enough to fit Everyone who wants to come in, it's the pit. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. 
To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.